Hello and welcome to episode 220 of the Spruce and Bruce podcast. My name is Dave and I'm joined once again by Jay. Hello. And returning this week, it's Matt. Hello again, Hello. Matt. Hello. It feels like a very long time since I've last done this podcast. <laughs> yeah, because we're not as often as we used to. You you weren't here for the last one that, that me and Jay took on. It was quite a good show, actually, Jay, wasn't it? It was. It was like a, a, a hobby rant, wasn't it? it yeah, <laughs> it was not a rant. Rant's it, the wrong word. <laughs> no, rant's the wrong word. We had a, a big a big chat about our projects and stuff, Matt. Um, I'm disappointed you didn't listen back and, and knew this already. Well, Dave, um, Dave, if I wanted to listen back, where can I catch the podcast? Oh, you can catch it everywhere, Matt. You can catch it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, even Amazon. Oh, everywhere. Everywhere. Oh, maybe what I'll do while I'm doing some hobby tonight, I'll tune into Spotify and listen to this Bruise and Bruise podcast. There you go. Hope was that, enough, was say... that on brand enough for you, Dave? No, that's, that's on brand enough for me. I don't think we um, complained about you too much on, on the last episode, so <laughs> we should be okay. We should be all right. Um, but let's switch back uh, our interest to this episode, which is a bit of a an over-open special, let's be honest, because we were treated to some glorious reveals um, a few days ago. So that is going to take up the bulk of this week's episode. And it is also the topic of our top three as we ask the question, as we always do to the community, which reveals were their favourites. And there's plenty to choose from. I know I found it difficult um, to pick mine. I know I always say this. Surprising reveals as well, I thought. Yeah, there Mm. was, wasn't there? Um, So we're going to chat about that in, in just a few moments' time. Um, but of course we've got the news and what we're about to talk about next our hobby updates so matt you've been um away for an episode what's been keeping you busy on the painting desk the painting desk is is heaving under the weight of the stuff on it dave so <laughs> I, th- I think it's quite a lot happened since the last show uh we were sent the cities of sigma army set and mm. painted up the miniatures in there oh my god dave i don't think <laughs> i've shown you these in person but they are absolutely beautiful. My favourites are the new um, Cavaliers. So, so yeah, so GWC kind of set the box. We did a review and an unboxing. And uh, the Cavaliers took me by surprise. They, the, the way that they're kind of designed, they're, made, they're meant to be like, they're, they're each like unique knights with their own heraldry that are then banded together into units rather than being like a, a regimented unit or with the same heraldry on them so a bit more like the bretonian knights yeah, what's really... like bretonians yeah age of sigmar bretonians <laughs> and what's what's cool about them is that there's a transfer sheet and you get like four transfer sheets in the army set oh, um wow. and each transfer sheet has got 15 different heraldry icons. So if you had an army with three regiments of five knights, they can all have their unique markings on them, which I thought was a really cool touch. Yeah, really good for narrative as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And and there's there's transfers for all of the free cities as well. Uh, And every single model has got a kind of like um, diamond shape, which is completely flat. So you can paint it and then put a transfer on there. Or if you're feeling a bit more lavish, do some freehand. It's a really nice way of doing it rather than, I think a lot of the time they used to rely on the, the molded uh, icons. And I don't know about you, I know you said this in the past, Jay. Personally, I find them harder to do than just putting a transfer on it. Yeah, I do. I always sort of like, I'm, it's funny you said that actually, because I'm actually painting a molded banner right now. And uh, I was thinking, oh man, I wish this was just a smooth banner. <laughs> So, yeah. I um I remember when I first saw the Cities of Sigma, I was a little bit put off by all the heraldry and stuff. But to find out it was all transfers, that's actually tempted me a bit more to to take the cities um on at some point in the future. 
Well, I'm kind of hoping we see the same for the Bretonians when the yeah, old world comes so. around. Because that, obviously that's the hardest bit, being in heraldry and having all those unique icons and stuff on a transfer sheet makes life so much easier. Absolutely um, does. So I think the the Cities of Sigmar release, I think the main release comes out in November. So I've got my other Cities of Sigmar things, I've got some steam tanks and stuff. So maybe we should do a battle for the uh, for for the YouTube's, Dave. We should maybe maybe with some new stuff that's that's hopefully coming very very soon. Oh, that I could maybe cryptic, build and paint. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I'm thinking. So yeah, so that's cool. But then I've also been working on some Tyranids. So again, mm. GW very kindly sent us the brand new Tyranid releases, and unfortunately, the um, that, I think um, travel through the warp is disrupted at the minute. The they came a little bit yeah a little bit later. Than, than I'd have liked, but I managed to start painting them. The plan is to continue painting them on the stream. They are absolutely beautiful models. Um, the 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 Lictor Death Leaper. Um, what else was in the range? The Neuro is amazing. That was one that I wasn't too fussed on when I originally saw it, but seeing the model in the flesh, it looks so good. The big Norn emissary that I was originally mm. going to build as the Norn assimilator, but then I watched Alien and then Aliens, and then I was like, <laughs> yeah, I want to build it as a big gribbly uh, alien queen. Though building the model, it looks more like Godzilla. Mm. <laughs> um, so yeah, oh, and the, the new Hormigans Ace there on my desk at the minute, and they are so much nicer than the old ones. The new gene stealers are cool and the new Biovore. So I've got unboxing of all them on YouTube. I've also got a full deep dive write up of the new codex. The I guess the high level version for the podcast is that the um, data sheets have not changed much. There's a few little tweaks, but it's not as if they've gone through and revised everything. And I know that one of our concerns was okay, yep, they're given all these data sheets free at the start, but how much is going to change when we come to the Codex? Yeah. Well, based on the Tyranids, not a lot. What the Codex really adds is obviously the new units, and then the new uh, battalions, detachments, detachments yeah. change up the way you play the army quite a lot with some really flavourable stuff. I know you read the review and you attempted to do the um, the synaptic yeah. relay, whatever it's called, the psychic one. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, I like that actually, and, and um, the layout of the codex is quite good as well. Yeah, yeah I it's, thought it's a very professional job. It's um, it's a really nice put together book. One of my favourite things this is really random, but we all like achievements in video games. There's crusade campaign badges in the very back of the book that are basically achievements that you can try and do over your crusade, and once you achieve them, you can cut them out and stick them to your roster. Excellent. It's just Excellent. a little thing, and it's you know it's probably for the kids, but I quite like that. That's quite fun. Uh, but that's not all. I have also got a desk filled with trogoths and grots for for reasons that we may see in the coming weeks. <laughs> Excellent. I, I knew you'd been busy, so I thought I'd start with you. And I think Jay, you've been you've been quite busy, especially on a certain heresy front. Yeah, so uh, myself and Matt are off to the... Um, it's Throne of Schools, isn't it? Horus Heresy is Throne of Schools. Heresy Throne of Schools, yeah, on yeah, Saturday. It? Yeah, um, 3,000 points of uh, Horus Heresy. Um, so it's no secret, I've been working on my Blood Angels, taking them from the 1,500 points that we used at the doubles up to 3,000 points. So I pretty much painted the... Uh, aside from Sanguinius, the rest of the 1,500 points um, this week. <laughs> um, and I'm just working on the finishing touches now. So I've got the banner on my Herald that I'm working on at the moment. 
Um, and then I've just got to do some finishing touches on Sanguinius, his base and his wings. Um, so I should be good for the weekend. So um, this week I've painted up a unit of um, Dawnbreakers, which are like the um, elite Blood Angels jump unit. Um, mm-hmm. So you've got to have them in the Blood Angels army. Um, I've converted up some, they're called the Offenim Court. So the Horus Heresy system, you get all of these sort of um, uh, Legion units in the um, Liber Astartes book and... Um, the Liber Hereticus book. Um, but then what Games Workshop do is they release expanded rules in PDF format on the Warhammer website. And mm-hmm. these will be, you know, additional units for the legions. And I, I suspect, actually, we'll probably see some some uh, additional rules for the non-Astartes forces as well mm-hmm. going forward, because there's more of them now. Um, the Offering Court were a Blood Angels unit that were added um, not long ago. They're a, a HQ option. They're like another elite um um, melee unit for the Blood Angels you can give them jump packs which is ace so I've converted up some of them because obviously you can't buy the models for these guys you have to sort of they give you some ideas of how to build them um, I guess you can just use your own sort of imagination really which is what I've done um, so yes yeah, so I've got a unit of them to accompany Sanguinius um, I've converted up a Blood Angels Herald with a jump pack to lead my Day of Revelation Rite of War so this is based on the um, Zephon model which is an awesome model, and I felt a bit, why am I, why am I cutting this model up? Because he's such a cool <laughs> model, but I'm quite happy with how he's turned out. He, um, he lo- just to pause you there, Jay, it's, it's a brilliant conversion. And actually reminds me of, like, um, there's an old piece of um, art from World War II of um, a soldier with, like, a flag draping in the wind. I got those kind of vibes from your Herald. Yeah, I use the um, Ravenwing banner. Yeah, it's like over the shoulder, quite a long mm. banner sort of in the... Yeah. Um, so I just basically swapped... Because he's holding his sword in quite a cool way, which lends itself to holding a banner. So I've like cut the sword away. I've used some brass pipe to sort of... Uh, brass rods to rebuild the sort of standard uh, uh, bearer sort of pole for the banner. And then I've used the Ravenwing banner on top of that and then added a bit of Blood Angels iconography. Uh, I've also taken him off because he's uh, the Zephyr model. He's sort of um, leaping forward off of a... Um, I think it's a piece of rubble or something like that or some debris. Uh, and I've removed that completely from the model and I've, I've sat him so his feet are attached to the base instead mm-hmm. because um, the pose works quite well like that, I thought, as well. So... Mm-hmm. So here's my HQ option. Uh, what else was it for the Blood Angels? Oh, yeah, of course. Um, uh, the um, the second Sakaran. So, mm. I mean, I was um and ah in what, what vehicles to take in my army. Because I wanted to do like a, even though I'm, it's a Blood Angels army, you know, they predominantly favor jump infantry. Um, I'm, I'm using the um, Day Revelation Rite of War, which is the uh, sort of jump deep striking sort of right of war for the blood angels very thematic but i didn't want to do a whole army of just deep striking blood angels i wanted to make quite a mixed force so um i've got two sakarans in my army one is the standard sakaran pattern and i was wondering what the second sakaran should be uh, and i decided ultimately um based on your advice dave of which one looks cooler for the sakaran <laughs> omega which is the one armed with the two plasma cannons on the top um, which one looks cool is always the deciding factor for me. Yeah, you absolutely. Um, so, um, and yes, I, I got that painted up. And 
I mean, I was sort of putting that off to the end because I thought that's actually going to take me quite a while. And I was thinking, well, I might struggle to even get that finished if I can get it battle ready for the weekend. But I got it painted in, in two days over the weekend. I just sort of hammered it and got it out. So while I was watching Columbo on the background. Um, <laughs> well, Columbo. Yeah, it's London a funny story. We were on holiday. I was on holiday with um, with my family and um, we spent um, uh, one evening in the caravan and um, we were flicking through the channels and Columbo was on. And I'm not joking. I've got, I've got a, an 11-year-old, a nine-year-old and a five-year-old and they were all glued to the tv watching colombo <laughs> um and ever since then i've been uh, i think oh well I, I quite fancy watching a bit more colombo myself so I've, I've had it on amazon streaming it's look at all seven seasons <laughs> oh my goodness um, did not expect so, that so that's got me um that's um that's allowed me to plow through all these blood angels and get this car in america painted so yeah so um like I say, I, I'm doing the finishing touches to the banner today. I've got to do Sanguinius's base and his wings, and then he's done. And that is the army finished. Another 3,000 points of Horus Heresy done. You've, you've done well with the Heresy, haven't you, Jay? Yeah. Uh, I um, I mean, there are other Heresy projects that I want to work on. I, I, I really want to do a White Scar army, believe it or not, um, to round out sort of the Siege of Terror forces. I've got the Custodians, I've got the Imperial Fist, I've got the Blood Angels. It'd be really cool to have a White Scars force to go with them as well. But a bit different than yours, Matt, a more infantry-based, um, you know, with vehicles and dreadnoughts and things rather than, than the jet bikes. Um, I also, I have a soft spot for the Ultramarines. And, I mean, we'll talk about the, the previews shortly as well, but we saw some of the um, some new Horus Heresy releases. I'm thinking, oh, they might look good painted in blue. But I think I, I'm going to put the paintbrush down on the Horus Heresy side of things. There are some other projects that I want to work on now. Um, now I've got the Blood Angels done. Excellent. Well, my, my final bit should be a lot shorter than both of those because the main thing that I've been painting, I can't even talk about. And so we're going to have to sit on that for a little bit of time. But I have been dipping my toes in some other stuff. So uh, I've been trying to, every now and again, I've been chipping away at my um, guard because I've got one eye on a, a team tournament we're going to in October. And I really want to take the Imperial Guard. I've um, kind of slowed down painting them, but I've, I've almost completed another infantry unit. And I've also been really enjoying dry brushing and painting the Shadow Sword. Um, which actually got a run out. Um, friend of the show, Mike, is returning to the hobby. Um, so it was a kind of a part of his kind of birthday treat um, for the weekend. He destroyed him with the Shadow Sword. I, he, the Shadow Sword did destroy a lot of stuff, Jay. Um, but I unfortunately um, actually lost by, uh, was it five points or something in the end? It, it was like one objective at the end. It was a, it was a really close and fun game. Very destructive. Well, I mean, I pretty much lost everything. Um, whereas sounds like I an ace game of Warhammer. It does. I mean, I killed quite a few Necron units. We still had an awful lot left. They're really hard, the Necrons. Um, but it was a really fun game, and yeah, it made me want to get those guard finished. Um, the only other kind of hobby project I can really talk about is with Jay constantly posting updates of Heresy, uh, and with another eye on um, a bit of a her- excuse me, a bit of a Heresy game. We've got our eye on uh, after Christmas. I want to try and get 3,000 points worth of word bearers done in the next, well, three months, isn't it? Um, so I sprayed up some of my word bearers with uh, Ruinous Red, which is a Colorforge spray. And I'm really pleased with the the results. And I really want to get this unit of um, Plasma Tacticals maybe painted in the next couple of weeks yeah, so I can get cool. a start on them. Um, so, yeah, really looking forward to them. I've just got a few other things I've got to get out of the way first before I can really concentrate fully on those you know i'm gonna throw out a little cheeky hobby update 
extra at the end there. So um, we we were looking for a fourth player, weren't we, for this team event? And um, Andy Andy couldn't make it. So it was the three of us, plus we had one more space. Now, my girlfriend plays Age of Sigmar. She loves the Sylvaneth. I'd never really dabbled in 40k, but managed to convince her to tag along and uh, use the Eldar because she wanted a good army. And I think Eldar are doing very well with like a 70 plus percent win rate yeah. at the minute. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I kind of gave her a little practice game to kind of teach her the differences between AOS and 40k. She picked it up pretty quickly and then proceeded to completely batter me in the <laughs> in the proper game that we had afterward. Man, those Eldar are scary with those uh, fate dice, aren't they? I've not used them yet. Um, I'm 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 pleased to know that my army is doing well though. <laughs> it is, yeah, it is. <laughs> so yeah, so she's uh, may have ordered a wraith knight. Oh, uh, the Wraith Knight's a super model as well. It's a really, really nice model. And I'm glad that, I mean, the Wraith Knight, it seems to be quite a strong unit for the Eldar in 10th edition. I think we saw today in the news, you'll probably cover it, Matt, there's a, a balanced data slate due soon. There is, yeah. Uh, and I wonder whether units like the Wraith Knight, which uh, they seem to be um, quite popular at the moment, I hope they don't, don't go too hard on it because, I mean, you never saw a Wraith Knight. It's an expensive model. It's a nice big sort of, you know, you've got like, you talked about the Norn Emissary there. You've got units like Bellacor, Primarchs now. It's it's nice to see those big sort of centerpiece mm. models in the army. So, and it's nice for them to have a bit of teeth as well. Um, mm. It's just so, a balanced act, isn't it? I think the majority is, yeah. of the forces for 10th edition, to be fair, a pretty balanced. I think there's no, not much. There's a few armies that maybe need some love, and I hope in this balanced. We may as well talk about it now. This balanced data slate kind of changes some of the mechanics of the army because I think for, for your Death Guard, your Ad Mech, your Leagues of Otan, I don't think points adjustments will cut it. I think it just needs some like fundamental changes to how the army works, mm. and likewise at the top end, your Imperial Knights, your Eldar, maybe just need some things tweaking. Um, it, it might just be that towering rule, change that somewhat to make, you know, building still block line of sight for them, maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, yeah. what the, that's what the balanced data slates are all about, isn't it? You know, it's, and it's come quite quickly, so they can get on top of those kind of things. Yeah, because like I said, we mentioned in the Tyranid review, mechanically nothing changes in the codex, and that would be really the perfect spot for it, wouldn't it? So that you can just download the free stuff, off the website and still play the army the same way you just get more options if you buy the codex yeah yeah oh looking forward to that that dropping so 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 um she's going to carry us through the tournament then right she is absolutely yeah. going to carry us through the tournament yeah, yeah. yeah i haven't decided that. on what army i want to use yet so I've, I've only got like a lot of my 40k armies are just 1000 points because I, I found that was a nice battle size in in ninth edition um, and I don't know if I've got enough time to add a thousand points. I think I'm going to take the Ultramarines, I think. Oh, Ultramarines be cool. Ultramarines. Yeah, nice. Well, I've, I've not quite finished my 2,000 points yet, Jay, but um, I should be able to get them all done and dusted before we go. So, yeah, looking forward to it. I think that brings this first part of the podcast to a close. We do have the news coming up next, so we'll be right back. So what do we have in this week's news, Matt? Well, Warhammer Plus has ticked round to year three, if you can believe it. And uh, yeah, as as with the last couple of years, there's two new exclusive models. So Warhammer Plus, I think it's five ninety nine a month 
if you pay monthly or I think it's forty nine ninety nine if you pay a year. It's a lot cheaper for an for an annual paying it in one lump sum. Um and if you do that, you get access to two exclusive models. If you pay it all in one go, I think I'm about 20 days off from receiving my model. If you pay it monthly, I think you get it at the end of your subscription period, don't you? Yeah, you do, just yeah. a little bit further out. But the new model's really nice this year. So there's one called Unbroken, which is based on a classic peak. There's one called Unbroken that's based on a classic piece of artwork depicting a Kasakan standing at ease. Really, really nice model. I don't know if it's a bit too, I don't know, vanilla Kasakan for me, but he's pretty cool. The other one, however, is Carlina von Karstein, a new member of the Van Karstein family, who looks amazing. Um, and she, I know some people have said, oh, I don't like the hat on it. Uh, it's actually got a couple of options. So you can have her wearing her bat-winged helmet, or you can actually have her bareheaded with a big kind of over-the-top aristocratic kind of hairstyle on her yeah oh, she's she's my that. pick i think yeah um, she's i i like them both but she's going to be the first one i get in fact i nearly um signed up for well, i might still do it i get an annual membership instead so i can get the model sooner rather than later yeah and you, you save about 12 pounds over the year doing it that way as well i think it is it is worth it um this model the vampire as well i've seen a lot of people say it'd be a great gang leader for necromunda as well so if you want to do one of the, I don't know, Escher maybe, yeah. or you or want to have uh, yeah, a bounty hunter, or even one of the, the um, hangers-on or the affiliated gangs. There's a few gangs that are full of like, you know, the um, you know, the, the kind of the, the nobility. Yeah, who was the, the heir to the uh, the daughter or granddaughter? La- of La- La- Lady Helmore. Yeah. yeah, she's quite similar, isn't she? Yeah. So, so yeah, really nice. I could see her used as a Dark Eldar, maybe as well. There's some good options for her. Old World. Uh, old World, yeah. You know what? She might go on a square base for a uh, undead army. So, yeah, really, really nice model. They are, they are. I think, when I looked on mine, I think it was about, I was about 20 days out from getting it as as an annual subscriber. So, so that's pretty good. Um, and also, if you are a subscriber as well, uh, in October, you get a code for 20% off the Warhammer merchandise store. And you know what? There's some pretty good stuff on there, T-shirts and hoodies and phone cases and stuff. So if you do want to treat yourself to, I don't know, a T-shirt with the classic second edition Codex Eldar artwork on, Jay, you can save yourself 20% by using the voucher <laughs> as part of your subscription. Uh, I've noticed well, they do cushions as well. So, you know. Why have some boring cushions from Dunnell Mill when you can have some Space Wolf cushions in your living room, for example? So, yeah, so that's pretty cool. Um, we've had quite a bit of heresy news as well since the last show. Um, so for Legion's Imperialis, which, alas, is delayed until we don't know when, sadly. Um, I, I don't know if it's going to be super soon. I, I think they've had some some issues with printing and the like, so it might be a little bit further out yet. But they're still being shown as the reveals that I suspect may have been part of this coming week's releases because it's a bit of a light one. Um, but there are Basilisks and Medusa tank batteries coming out for the Solar Exilia. And these look really, really nice. I mean, all of the, all of the Imperialis tanks have been amazing looking. And we're seeing... 
it's uh, the frustrating thing is that you can't buy it yet, but we're seeing glimpses of the range expanding out, and I think this is going to be really, really fun when it lands. Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to it. Now, Dave, you are a fan of the old mini scale. You've come round to it, but you prefer <laughs> your your epic scale killing on a grander scale. I so, do. alongside, I don't know if this came out at the same time as Legion's Imperialis or slightly after, they're releasing two essentially start collecting boxes one for imperial knights and one for titans and both of these look amazing because they as well as being designed for legions imperialis with all the new bases in they also contain all the terminals and cards that you need so you can play them in adeptus titanicus as well yeah i saw that that was a great addition yeah so so the knight one contains six knights um, four Serastis Lancers and two Perferians, which is pretty nice. Uh, and then the Titan one contains a Warlord, a Reaver, and a pair of Warhounds. So pick up that box, and you've pretty much got a um, a um, you know a Sonicus army good to go. And you could then use those in your games of Legion Imperialis as well. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, I think that's going to be my in. in. I, I really want to paint some of those titans, so that could be how I first start out in Imperialis. Yeah, so I think I think it's going to be some good fun, uh, and I think that'd be a, a well worth picking up because I think that'd be a lot cheaper than buying them individually, especially mm-hmm. if it's like ninety quid or something. That's like the cost of a warlord, isn't it? And you're getting a reaver and two warhounds as well, and a full army and all the terminals and stuff. So, so that's pretty cool. Uh, we've talked about the balanced data slate that's landing on Thursday. Um, like I say, I think the game's in a pretty good state. It's just the stuff at the very top and the stuff at the very bottom that needs a bit of balancing. They have said there will be point adjustments, though, so maybe those units that weren't getting quite as much love might get some points changes in there. Um, one thing that I do mention in the Codex Tyranid review is that they provide a QR code in the back of the book now that takes you to the downloads page on Warhammer Community so you can get the latest points straight away. And that's a really good idea, isn't it? Being able to just scan that QR code and go to the right place. So that's really cool. But finally in the news, we've got a couple of events that have actually gone for for sale today on Eventbrite. So on the 9th and 10th of December, there is a 40k Throne of Skulls. This one's a little bit different. It is 1,500 points, and you can only pick each data sheet once. <laughs> Interesting. So, obviously, some data sheets would allow you to take, like, you know, three models as part of one data sheet. That's allowed. What it wouldn't let you take is multiple copies of that same data sheet. Is that even the case for your basic troops or your tactical squad and stuff like that? Yep, every single thing. You can only okay. pick one of each data sheet. So, yeah, that'll make for some different armies, I think. No, yeah, I like no, that. No spamming there. You're gonna have to use like a breadth yeah. of units from your army, which is cool. Mm. Yeah, that'd be quite interesting to see what that does for. I, I don't want to say meta because it's just one event, but the meta of that event, so to speak, you know, because it's it almost forces you then to look elsewhere in your codex to sort of for those yeah, sort of combinations exactly. and things, doesn't it? Where you know, also, you know, oh, the Wraith Knight's the best unit. I'll take three of them. Now it's like, okay, I can keep one Rave Knight, but I need to augment it with something else. Oh, maybe I'll take a Fire Prism and something else. Yeah, I think it's a really cool idea. Well, they have said as well, they want to differentiate the competitive match play events with the more, you know, flavorful um, Throne of Schools style stuff. So each Throne of Schools event is going to have a special role in play 
that makes them different than the standard match play event. So obviously the, the rule of one is this this first one. So we might see, I don't know, you can't take a unit that's more than 300 points or something like that. I'm yeah. just guessing here. But that, I think that's quite fun because it means that you've got to come up with a unique list for the event rather than just taking a cookie cutter one that you found online. Yeah, I like that. Mix, mixing it up. I mean, I like the Frodenus goals anyway, but yeah, that just that just makes me like it even more. Yeah, and also interesting, one and a half thousand points, I think is a great point size for Throne of Scores because it's a bit more of a casual event and we've had a lot of games recently where it's ran up right to the end, hasn't it? One and a half thousand points seems quite manageable as well. It's quite a good target for an army list to write and build for an event like that. And I guess as well, a lot of people are going to have to add units to their army because, you know, I mean, certainly for me, I, you know, I, I build armies. I tend to, I'm old school, one HQ, two troops. And, you know, that'd be two tactical squads or something. You know, a lot of people might build arms like that. People are like, I can't take the two troops now. I need to I need to build something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm interested to see what the future ones look like. Uh, also up for sale today is a one-day Dungeon Bowl event on Friday the 8th of December. So that <laughs> looks good fun too. So uh, they are available online. There are tickets for the Throne of Scores still available because I might have been looking at it myself earlier. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that is that is the news outside of the Nova Open. Ooh. And with that, I think we'll take a pause and we'll, del- we'll delve straight into those uh, reveals. So we'll be right back. So last week we had the Nova Open 2023 preview, and it's always a pretty good one. Nova, um, they've they've been you know showing off a lot of reveals at these American shows, and um, I've got to say this preview did not disappoint. I was no. uber excited. I didn't manage to stay up all night watching it. I think Jay, you you were mad enough to be watching it live. Weren't you? I I was watching it live. Yeah, I um I, I didn't plan to stay up. It was funny actually. I uh, I woke up. I my body. I just must have known that this thing was going on. And I woke Spidey up. sense was tingling. Yeah, and I couldn't get back to sleep. And I thought, oh, I know what time it is. So I put it on. Yeah. I tell you what. I mean, you will talk for it now. It, I, I was um most of it completely surprised me. I I really enjoyed it. Yeah, well, without further ado, should we should we chat about what featured? So I guess we we a lot of this we kind of guessed what was coming, didn't we? We knew that they'd probably be talking about the new Space Marines because we knew that the new Tyranids were coming, and yes, Codex Space Marines is on the way with a whole host of new models. Now, it looks like it's going to be a big chunky book. Um, I don't know if they mentioned how many pages it is, but I there's a lot of stuff to get through. They did say they got the data cards down to uh, I think it was 93, yeah. yeah, yeah, 93, 93 and seven detachments. So that's that's pretty cool. There's gonna be, you know, as well as the one that's on on walk on for free, another six ways of building your army. And like I say, for the two hundred ones, they were really, really fun. And from that, I can probably glean what they'll do. They might have a scout heavy one and a terminator heavy one, and maybe a jetpack assault heavy one. Um, you know, letting you do those different like archetype of space marine armies without having to tie them to a particular legion. And I think that's a really nice way of doing it, isn't it? Yeah, the one I'm really looking forward to is the first company. There's a first company detachment um, that the I don't know if they mentioned it in the article, 
um but that was really really cool but yeah i think they say like you know you can you can there's a, a detachment that will let you build a white scars army or any other space marine chapter that deploys lots of bikes yeah which is a nice way of doing it isn't it that's i think it was with yeah. probably in the past where i don't know it felt like you weren't doing it right if you if you didn't use white scars for that yeah because mm. arguably it, it was white scars rules where now if you wanted to do a blood angels bike army you can and there's no like, exactly and that's what's really that. cool you can take a first company white scars terminate a heavy army and it's completely you know it plays perfectly well so yeah i i do think this is a much better way of doing i mean i will i'll be honest i i, I, I it will be a shame to lose some of the chapter specific relics and things like that so i don't know if we will see any ultramarine specific relics in this codex for example um but it's just one of those things isn't it yeah i think unless they were doing massive books for each of those chapters I, I, you know, the, the, the space wing chapters are out, outside of those ones that are not codex compliant. They are very much the same, and the only real difference would have been those, you know, the different the different strategies, yeah. the different ways of working. Where you putting them all under one book that makes life a lot easier, doesn't it? It does, mm. and also, I mean, we just talked recently about that Throne of Schools event that's coming up um with different rules so single detachment you may have built uh, a white scars army i'm keep using white scars as an example i don't know why we, you could have built a white scars army that was bike heavy you want to go to one of these events oh, can i can only take one unit of bikes i'm going to have to add a tactical squad a terminator squad a scout squad oh, now my army doesn't look like a white scars army i don't want to repaint it oh, i'll use one of the other detachments it's still a white scars army yeah exactly mm. you're not penalized for taking things outside though because I, I think that's quite cool as well where you take like a non-standard white yeah. scars army for example white scars with all the tanks that's cool yeah mm. so yeah so so really looking forward to seeing this especially after reading the, the tyranny codex we, we we were chatting back at warhammer fest weren't we that our worry was the codex had drop and a lot of the flavor had disappear and i think one way they've retained the flavors with this detachment system yeah. uh, and uh, we didn't really talk about it earlier but the crusade stuff is really really good for the tyranids and i'm hoping that we see similar in the space marine codex yeah mm. i mean what i like about the tyranids is i tyranids are a really good one actually i mean there's probably a load of tyranid fans out there that will completely disagree with me but it felt to me that they were inventing splinter fleets just so they could you know, oh, this splinter fleet has lots of monsters in it. This splinter fleet yeah. has lots of gaunts that can deep. Sh and I thought, no, no, no. Every Tyranid splinter fleet has lots of bio adaptation. That's what they do. They adapt when mm. they're fighting. Different yeah, and, well, so the different, the different waves of the Tyranid invasion yeah. as well. They they all start with the vanguard, and then the bigger creatures come down, and then the the harvester beasts come down and start stripping the biomass. Exactly. All of the fleets will go through that. Some of them might, I don't know be more powerful in a certain phase but there's nothing to stop you having that um high fleet crack and vanguard force because they're just the initial specimens exactly, that land on the planet yeah. so i really like how, how you know and it, uh, yeah it, it's cool I, I can't fault that at all so hopefully it's not too long to see what we get in the in the codex but as ever there's a load of new kits coming out alongside this so i think my favorite of them is the company heroes Yes. So this is like a redoing of the command squad. Yeah, yeah, these are really, really cool. And I mean, I keep looking at this unit because there's lots of really cool details, like the the guy that's lost the the arm and um, uh, the way the cloak over the he sort of got it over his shoulder for, for the the ancient the standard bearer. It's a really, really smart unit. This one. 
Yeah, I'm nice. also looking, seeing what we could scout uh, salvage here for um, Heresy Era Command Squads 2, Jay. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I, I think there's some things in there. It'd be, it'd be really cool when we finally see the sprues. Um, and I like what they've done here as well, because, um, you know, you've got the Primaris Lieutenants, you've got a multitude of Primaris Captains in various styles of armour, you've got Primaris Ancients, you've got the Blade um, thingy, uh, what's it, the Blade Guard Ancient. Veterans. Oh, no, yeah. you got the Blade of Veteran, but you also got the Blade of... But we're starting to see now a lot of the old sort of iconic Space Marine unit. The Command Squad was an iconic Space mm-hmm. Marine HQ unit, and that's here now, uh, you know, and also you've got the Jump Marines and things like this, so the new Terminators. Um, so uh, it, it, it's these sort of units that make Primaris Space Marines look like proper Space Marines, in my view. Like Yeah, Primaris Marines were a bit too divergent from what a Space Marine was, maybe, and this is adding the, the Space Marine back into them, if that makes sense. I think sense. so, yeah, I think so. Well, if you like, if you like them, Jay... You're gonna love the uh, the Stern Guard veterans. Now, one of your favourite kits out of the Leviathan mm. box was the Push Fit veterans. Yeah, they're now getting a multi-part kit as well. Yeah, they are with some really cool uh, weapon options. Yeah, these are great. I, and uh, yeah, Matt, these are my favourite unit that we've seen for the Space Marines. So um, I do like these. Yeah, so that's really good. I mean, the most important thing is that they've got a back banner. <laughs> When was the last time we saw a spaceman with a bat banner on him? That's, that's a long time. <laughs> ago. They also mentioned that there's, there's about I think there's about 15 different head options in the kit as well. I mean that's so again, really cool. Yeah. If you are leaning into one of these detachments that favours your first company stuff, you know it'd be nice to have a few squads of them that look different. Yeah, so, they yeah. got the um, have they got that? They must have some of the um, uh, the um, older mar. Oh, they do. Yeah, the older style tactical helmet that you got on the push fit i can see one of those in there as well um yeah these guys are cool now if you like your first company stuff um there's more of it coming on the way and you know what in the same way that a lot of the tyranid releases were based around the vanguard uh, invasion uh, a lot of the space marine stuff is based on that elite first company and uh, your other favorite kit in that leviathan box <laughs> uh, the terminators is also getting a multi-part kit this is a a brand new multi-part kit with all sorts of bits on there isn't there mm. yeah well uh, so obviously in the in the um leviathan box you got your squad of terminators with power fists i believe i have to look behind me actually that the um terminator captain of the power sword and you got an assault cannon in there um but you get here chain fists heavy flamers you get that um awesome cyclone ma- uh, missile launcher um i mean i it's all the all the loadouts from the uh, the older Terminator kit there, and I love some of the uh, like I say we, we keep talking about White Scars, but that White Scar Terminator looks awesome. It's not <laughs> very often you see White Scars Terminator. I also no. like the Black Templar one too, but yeah, these are these are nice. The new Terminators are fantastic. Yeah, they're a lot chunky. Now it does mention in the article that there's no assault options in there, and no. that the assault kit is staying for the time being. I do wonder if we get like Dark Angels. Dark Angels are a funny one because they're going to have their own Terminators. But I wonder if there's, yeah. you know, they, they often do now releases outside of the the Codex release schedule. Like, could we see a Kill Team box with assault Terminators in? Maybe. Yeah. 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 So so yeah, they're cool. There's also a couple of characters in Terminator armor. There's also a couple of characters in Terminator armor that are going to accompany this as well. So there's a chaplain in Terminator armor that looks really, really nice. He looks badass, doesn't he? Especially with the shield. Yeah, it's really cool, isn't it? See that uh, um, storm shield for it. Yeah. 
Yeah, we mentioned that the Storm Shield um, adds one to his wounds and gives him four plus feeling of pain as well against mortal wounds. That's really nice. cool. So, yeah, really, really cool. And then there's also a new captain in Terminator armor as well. Yeah, Which he is looks a, really nice. Another nice model, yeah. Uh, you got some good weapon options with this guy as well. There's some different combi weapons, and I think you can get a power fist on him, I think. Yeah, yeah. power fist. There's a plasma, uh, plasma uh, melter gun, sorry. All sorts of stuff on there. So, yeah, looks really nice. Um, multi- multi-part kit. A lot of the recent Space Marine characters have had loads of different options, haven't they? They have. I think I slightly prefer the captain from Leviathan, but yeah, just with the weight of options. Do on you? Oh, I don't face. know, Dave. I think I think I prefer this one. Ah, okay. Yeah. Well, on the other end of the spectrum from the Terminators, we've got brand new scouts. Now, I don't think anyone saw this come in. I know the scouts no. have been discontinued, but I kind of thought that Reavers and the like had taken that role in the Primaris, but scouts still exist apparently. And again, this is a really, really nice kit. Yeah, this, this was a shock to me. I, yeah. I was not expecting scouts. It, it it was a shock to me as well. I, I was not expecting scouts. I, I'm only disappointed that we don't get the um, sniper rifle option. Oh, you do get a sniper rifle you option. Get you do yeah. get a sniper. There you go. I've just check then. I can see the uh, the Raven Guard snipers. Oh yeah, well the fantastic. You even get the missile launcher in there. Mm. Yeah. So it's it's pretty much uh, all those a lot of those kits that they've discontinued. It's because they've had brand new Primaris versions coming out, and yeah, I I, I, I think. Obviously, from a from a, from a law point of view, Primaris was kind of invented to make sense that these Marines are bigger. I wonder if, with hindsight, that they maybe just gone look. We're releasing new kits that are a bigger scale. You can still use your old models, but these ones look really cool. Yeah. Um, I I I, I get it from a from a kind of marketing point of view because it gives justification to there being old style marines and new style marines in the same army i think we're finally getting to the tipping point now where the majority of your models are going to be primaris yeah yeah i think so but they yeah. you know but, but you still have those distinct like scouts and terminators and all that stuff so yeah really really like these um i'm, I'm gonna finish with all the jump pack stuff because this is like again the worst kept secret ever that there was going to be jump assault marines and i know you've been holding off painting some uh, 40k bud angels until these chaps came along jay oh yeah for sure um these guys haven't like you say worst kept secret <laughs> everyone's been waiting for for terminators and primaris jump marines um and the, these are just brilliant they've done a really really good job with these jump marines. i really like the um jump pack um, with the sort of like stabilizers on there um I think some of the poses are quite cool. Um, yeah, I think there's no, there's no flying stands on these. A lot of the old flying primary stuff had, um, but they're not like leaping off walls and stuff. They're a bit more subtle with the jump kind of. Yeah, I they've sculpted on them. I much prefer this. I really don't like bottles for those plastic flying stands. They really annoy me. I'd much rather this than jumping off rocks that are glued to your base rather than. You know, you take a unit with those flying stands for a tournament and you wonder if they'll survive the journey. Not a big fan of those. So, yeah, I, th- th- I think these are my pick. This and the next thing you're going to talk about, Matt, were my pick of the new Marines. They're, they're really nice. Yeah, and they look pretty good as um, Raven Guard as well, Dave. There is. There is a Raven Guard there, there with a uh, hand flamer. Yeah, they, he looks really cool. Well, you, you alluded to the other mod I'm going to be talking about, and that is a new 
captain with jump pack. So while you weren't too fussed on the Terminator, I'm guessing the the very very modular captain with jump pack is something that's going straight to the top of your shopping list. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. I just don't know what to equip him with. I think he looks awesome with the chainsaw, but I don't know. That power fist looks pretty tempting. He must have a power sword option, surely. Uh, I think it does say he has a, a power a sword. Power axe, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, relic blade. Ah, cool. You can yeah. have a power fist, relic blade, or chain sword, and oh, then yeah, in yeah. other hand, a bolt pistol, plasma pistol, or, or hand flamer. See, I'd go relic blade. I think it was more graceful with a jump pack. True. I just noticed actually this guy. I don't know if the other ones do. No, they don't. If you check out his um, his boots, they've got like extra thrusters and stabilizers on his. Oh leg, yeah. On his bottom of his legs, they're cool, aren't they? That's when he cool. when he does his superhero pose, he needs a bit more oomph in his legs, doesn't he? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. So yes, yeah, so that 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 is all the Space Marine reveals, and I think um, we're all pretty excited. I mean, I've never been super into Space Marines, but I'd I'd be tempted to paint up some of these. But what interests me more than Space Marines, though, is the next thing we're going to be talking about. Now, we recently reviewed the first Dawnbringer book which is a big narrative campaign that um, normally you see these at an end of an edition. I suspect this probably is the end of an edition story for third and basically tells the tale of two um, crusades moving out from Hammerhall, one into the realm of life, Gur, and the other into the realm of fire, Akshi. Uh, one of those crusades will succeed, one of them will fail. And we saw a few adversaries in the first book. But it looks like the second book has got a distinctly destruction vibe to it, which, yes. Dave, I know you were super excited about this. Yes. Um, now, I've always been tempted to do a, a trog army, and it's one of those things I've had like on the back burner for a while. And then I saw the king of all trogs, Trug. He's a beauty, isn't he? Oh God, this model's ace. So, have you read that? Have you read the short story about him that was on Warcom the other day? I have not yet. No. So, so basically, this guy's been asleep in a cave for like years and years and years and years, and he's eating a lot of stuff, and he, he grows and he gets kind of stuck in it. And the relic on his back is something that he's like dislodged and is now stuck onto, and he can't get it loose. <laughs> but he's been there so long. If if you look at the model carefully, there's actually some cave paintings on him. Oh, yeah. just thought that he's part of the cave wall <laughs> and it's not until the grots wake him up and then he decides to uh, take matters into his own hands and uh, lead the trogoths so yeah he, he looks really really cool it looks like he comes in a box with six um, rock trogoths as well mm. so you know being able to do a, a fully trogoth force that's a really cool start. You wouldn't need too many other bits to add to that either. Uh, so I'm no. very tempted to put together a Trog Force for this. It mentions that there is a um, an army of renown based around this character and all the Trogs. Normally they, they are more limiting than a standard um, you know, army builder. You can do a Trog army, can't you, in Gloomspite Gets? You can. But by having the specific stuff it calls out, you get other benefits. It also mentions that there is a Caradron Overlords one as well in the book so that's that's exciting yeah i'm i'm super looking forward to painting up this guy now alongside this chap it looks like the iron jaws are getting a bit of a love dave do you want to do you want to take it away and see the the iron jaws half of dawnbringers 2 yeah so 
I've already got an Iron Jaws army. It was it was the first my first Age of Sigmar love really, and I still loved them. I've just I've used them quite a bit. I've not used them recently because I think I just wanted to try a few different armies out. Plus they they had the same problem as a few of the first Age of Sigmar armies that they didn't have that much variety in units. No terrain. And no terrain as well, no scenery piece. I was a, <laughs> and yeah, big advocate. I don't think we're ever going to get that again, but never mind. Um, what I'm hoping, I mean, what we're going to talk about now is more Iron Jaws stuff, which I hope the Fire Slayers and the Caradrons and the like also get. But no, we don't care about those right now. What we do care about is new Iron Jaws. Um, and the first one we're going to shout out to is a brand new special character on foot. It's Zog Rock Anvil Smasher. Um, we saw his little squig buddy, Clonk, earlier on in the week <laughs> on Warcom. He's his little walking um, anvil. Um, it's basically a squig with um, basically the remains of an anvil on his head. Um, this model looks really cool. Um, a few people I've noticed have said he's a bit boring looking. I do not agree. Uh, I think he looks ace. I think he has two very unique looking weapons um, and he's got like half a metallic face as well so yeah yeah, i I really like the optional tongs you can arm him with (laughs) oh yeah yeah they do look cool he's a proper armor isn't he it looks really yeah i imagine him battering out armor on the head of this squig the squig's probably not too happy about it is he i don't know he looks fairly pleased anyway um we move on so uh the iron jaws getting a brand new unit called the brute rages this is a dual part kit. Um, the first part, that the Brute Rages, um, they're basically Auric Brutes that have just gone... Basically, they've had more than a bit of a taste of the war, uh, and they've gone a bit crazy. They've taken off the upper part of their armor, and they just want to get into combat as quickly as possible. Um, they look awesome. Um, and they, as a multi-part kit, they can also build another unit called the Weird Brute Wreckers, who are... Sort of similar, um, but they have really, like, odd helmets. Uh, and instead of having, like, your traditional kind of auric blades, they're swirling around um, sort of chains on um, chains with big balls of, um, what they call Flails. Flails, yeah. Um, I, um, I love the lore for these. So, obviously, the the, the, the wire is a thing, isn't it? And mm-hmm. it affects orcs in different ways. And I love on the right up on Walkermas is that sometimes some orcs can go proper wonky. And start vomiting green bile. So in order to secure that, weird nod shamans hammer some bone and iron masks onto their face. Yeah, yeah. nice. That's that's gonna fix things. It's gonna fix things probably, maybe, definitely <laughs> not. The, I think these these are my pick of this jewel kit. I think the first ones I pick up will be built as um as these crazy guys. Um, because they look like gonna be a lot of fun. I think somebody pointed online that the um the Iron Jaws equivalent of the Gloom Spite Fanatics, um, which sounds about right. Yes. <laughs> um, the next kit that we saw was um, very much needed. One of, Out of all the units I built and painted for the Iron Jaws, the one I enjoyed the least were the Ard Boys because they were a very old kit. I think they were, were the Black Orcs, Jay? Yeah, Black they were Black Orcs, Orcs yeah. back from... Oh, a couple of editions old, aren't they? Sixth or seventh edition Warhammer yeah. Fantasy. They just didn't, I, I didn't enjoy painting them. Um, I ended up just buying more Brutes to use those instead. But they were a cool unit in the army. Well, thankfully, GW have completely redone the unit. They're much more in line with the rest of the Iron Jaws stuff, especially this wave of releases. 
oh, these guys look epic. And those shields, they look like they're going to do as much damage as the weapons. Well, yeah, they had rules, didn't they, in Warhammer Fans, actually, where they could, like, they were basically equipped with every single weapon they had, so they, you know, they could use everything in close combat, basically. Yeah, mm. so they've moved away from that now, so just, like, spear and shield, and they look distinctly AOS now. I mean, the Blackhawks were a cool kit, and I'm sure in the same way that a lot of the Cities of Sigmar stuff's probably gone back into the Rangers, um, his old world kits, I suspect the old Ard boys will reappear as rebranded Black, Black Orcs again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. probably. Um, so yeah, these guys look proper awesome. Um, and then, of course, I mean, that, that was all the minis. We've we've already seen some uh, of Ryan Jones, for example, the, the new Gore, not Gore Grunters, can't remember what they're called. The big pig. Yeah, the big pigs. The war pig um, or whatever it is, yeah. Yeah. All of these are going to appear in a free Battle Tome supplement, which is going to be available on Warcom. Um, so the rules are also going to, I believe, Matt, you'll confirm, are going to be in Dawnbringers. Yeah, Dawnbringers 2, Reign of the Brute, they're all going to be in there if you want to buy them. But for people who don't necessarily want to buy it or maybe collect Iron Jaws, you can download uh, this free Battle Tome supplement from Warcom, which is a really nice touch, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Uh, and just to call out as well, because you mentioned the Army Renown for the Trogs, the article actually points out that there is going to be an army renowned for the called the Grunter Stampede, which obviously you can guess what that's going to all be about. Um, so I can't wait to see what um, you know what what the rules are for that. Uh, but I am super excited. You, you mentioned Matt about us having uh, a game of AOS. Well, in a few <coughs> weeks or however long it takes us to get these in our hands, um, I'm going to have to get these on the tabletop as quickly as possible uh, and charge some cities of Sigma. Some, well, maybe some humies. Maybe by then. I mean, I, 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 when I heard about the the, the Trogoths, I um, had a rummage through my my bits box and I managed to get one of the old um, army boxes, Christmas army bundles for the Gloom Spike Gits, because I wanted to add some um, some uh, squigs for my old world army, and I had I probably got enough Trogs to put together a, a force of Trogs. Nice. So they're currently in bits on my desk. So, yeah, super excited for that. Now, Jay, I know you're not a super keen age to Sigma. There's been some cool kits, but your heart is really <laughs> in the Horus Heresy, isn't it? It is. It is at the moment, yes. And we saw something ridiculously cool. There's another thing ridiculously cool later on, but um, <laughs> I think one of the appeals of the Horus Heresy, the second edition, was the Age of Darkness box because you got so much bang for your buck, didn't you? Um, and it looks like the, the the release model going forward is going to be similar to army boxes from, from 40k and, and AOS where release a big box with a load of new kits in. And they have blown it out of the water with the Legion of Starties battle group. Uh, this is a brand new box it's like a it's essentially an army box but you probably need a couple of these to make an army um it has a land raider proteus in it which is a really really cool kit and builds a different couple of proteuses in there it also contains 30 brand new mark three tactical marines and i've seen a lot of people whinge about these online i think they look absolutely gorgeous and i need to add some to my sons of horus because they're a bit low on infantry <laughs> yeah, I mean, Mark III, that was always my go-to heresy armor because I think it looked distinctly different than what you would see in 40K. You know, it, it was uh, at a glance heresy. Um, and um, I like the sort of 
robustness, chunkiness of it. It, it you know, walking big slabs of ceramite armor. They looked very threatening. Marines did. But then the Mark VI Marines came out, and obviously there was the scale increase, much crisper detail on the Mark VI Marines. They were plastic. Uh, you did get plastic Mark III, actually, didn't you, in the Prospero set originally? Yeah, they, 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 were, they were a bit more squat, like the old yeah. Space Marines. Um, and so when I did my Imperial Fist armor, I actually converted up all my models to be Mark III armor, even the uh, the stuff that, you know, like the Phalanx Warders, which are traditionally in the Mark, VI, uh, Mark IV armor. Um but yeah, these are really, really cool. And if I hadn't, if I didn't already have an Imperial Fist Army, I would be gobbling these up to do another Imperial Fist Army. <laughs> are, you, are you a fan of the Mark III, Dave? I'm a big fan of the Mark III, Matt. I don't, I mean, you two might say I'm wrong, but I don't know if they quite feel like word bearers. So maybe I'll need to get these for my next Heresy Army. But I'm a, I prefer this set of armor to the the one from Age of Darkness, for yeah, sure. Yeah, you say, they say they're not word bearers. All, all the legions use various different marks of armor because resources were scarce. You yeah. had to make do what you had. I mean, Mark V is literally cobbled together from different marks of armor, isn't it? Mm. I, um, so I think... Yeah, I think you could make a, a nice word bearer's force with Mark III, Dave. Really? Oh, in that case, then I'm going to have to pick some of these up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's, I don't, it's not the case that certain legions would only use certain marks of armour. They might prefer certain marks, so they suit their battle tactics more. But yeah, they all use them. And, and this, I like this kit more than the Mark VI. Now, from Emperor's Children, I think the Mark VI looks a bit more graceful. Mm. But certainly my sons are Horus. Especially like you see the... The, the heavy metal ones that they painted up with that kind of weathered worn these guys have been through some wars and this big chunky mark three armor kind of suits that uh, mm. in this big legion of starties battle group you actually get 30 of them plus the special weapon set so you get five of each special weapon too yeah that's really, really nice. cool yeah so you could you know you've got 30 marines but you could build i don't know 20 or, or two squads of 10 and a couple of support squads you've got lots of different ways of um equipping them but there's also one more model in this box that is like maybe mm-hmm. takes the takes the clinch for for you know sell this for a lot of people, and that is the um, Dreadio Dreadnought. So this is um, <laughs> very top heavy Dreadnought. It <laughs> had like anti air and uh, all sorts of stuff. I think the the the, the stock loadout is a pair of auto cannons and some rockets, but it's got plasma options on we, there as well. We, uh, we had a few troubles with this Dreadnought, didn't we, in our uh, doubles tournament, I remember, didn't they? All we three did. Have a few, and I think in our first game as well, the Iron Warriors had some deployed at the back. Yeah, you kind of... AA Dreadnought isn't great when you've got a load of jet bikes hurtling across the battlefield into yeah. prime getting shot position. Uh, it looks beautiful. I, I, it's been a bit, it's a bit of a goofy looking dreadnought. I prefer this plastic version than the old resin one though. Yeah, I, 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 I I'm do. The same. Yeah. I, I wasn't a massive fan of the resin one from a aesthetics point of view. It was definitely lethal on the battlefield. Uh, I do much prefer this plastic one, but I don't know. A dreadnought needs a close combat weapon in my eyes. <laughs> Now, what are your thoughts on this thread, Dave? In fact, if, if all this stuff, if it had been released separately, would have been cool. But the fact that it's coming in a big box, that presumably is going to have like a discount on it as well. Oh, do, you, do you prefer this way that they seem to be releasing new stuff? Um, I think so. I, I, I think so. I mean, it depends on the contents, doesn't it? I mean, for me, this box, especially with you guys backing up about the, the Marines, um, seems like a, a really good way to expand my word bearers. If 
if I was, say, only interested in the Dreadnought, then I'd feel a bit like, ugh, I just want to get my hands on that Dreadnought. And I'm sure it won't be long after that that we, we get the Dreadnought separately. Um, I can see pros and cons to both. If you like everything in the box, and yeah, clearly that's the best way of doing it. But if you only really wanted to pick that Dreadnought up, you're going to be kind of keeping your eyes peeled on Warcom to get an individual release. Though I'm sure people will split this because I'm, I'm oh, sure it'll well, be available yes. at a, a discount as well. And that's going to be the deciding factor. If this is like, I don't know, 200 quid worth of models for 100 quid, it seems a no-brainer to add to your heresy army. Is that, yeah. I was going to say it comes down to cost for me, whether this is yeah. good. Yeah. You know, if, I mean, for me, I'd I'd want the Marines for my Sons of Horus anyway. I've got loads of Land Raiders, but I could easily find another home for a Land Raider if you're essentially getting it free in the box. So I think this one's going to come down to the price tag. As an expansion of the Age of Darkness box, though, this box plus that original box, I mean, that's a great start of Heresy Army, isn't it? It's a brilliant start, yeah. Yeah, especially right. when you, you can, um, like you say, mix in some of the special weapons so you don't just have to take plain tactical squads. These can be support squads, heavy weapon squads. Yeah, and what's worth noting is that, that that Legion special weapon set is universal across both marks of armor. I'm sure we've seen we've seen the, the, the Assault Marines are on Mark V armor, are they, Jay? Uh, assault Marines... Uh, oh, the um, the we saw some renders, didn't we? Uh, no, they were Mark Six. Oh, they were Mark Six as well, were they? Yeah, okay. Well, it looks like they're going to make. I'm sure as they start releasing the other marks of armor, those special and heavy weapon packs will be usable for both of them, which is a great idea. Yeah, yeah really big fan of that one. Um, I know. Yeah, Mark Six assault squads are coming soon as well. I think they're due in December. So, lots of heresy stuff coming up, and some heresy stuff we'll be talking all about in a little bit time on the show jumping into the Norwood though and um, we saw some releases for Warcry shown off and this is an interesting box uh, Hunter and the Hunted is not like the traditional Warcry box where you get a board and a load of scenery rather it is a rule book two warbands and a single scenery piece in like I guess it's more of a bundle isn't it rather than a, a starter box yeah now we've seen the 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 human half of this before the um the the wilder corp corp hunters these are really nice they're basically the age of sigma replacement for the old empire scouts you know that had the the bows and arrows and stuff yeah like the rangers yeah yeah this is like the the aos take on that and in game they're really really good um because they can scout forward, and I think if they stand still and they're in scenery off the top of my head, they get additional uh, rend on their on their crossbows, which makes them at close range and in, in hidden in scenery actually perform a little bit better than the gunners. Obviously, we're going to get them to position first, but um, they, they look really cool. I really, really like them. Now, the thing that they're facing off against took me by surprise. I wasn't expecting this, especially no. since so many times I've said nearly all of the ogre kingdoms range is plastic apart from man eaters well there is another kit that we've forgotten about and that is the gorgeous <laughs> i think they had a single model that was metal originally and then resin uh now they get a full squad of five of them and they th- there's one of them which is basically a reimagining of that classic gorgeous model where he's got one arm down and one arm up and he's roaring uh, yeah. the rest of them look really good i've seen a lot of people saying they look too much like flesh eater courts well um, i had to do a double take i thought they were like flesh uh, undead ogres at first but no they're the gorgeous aren't they i mean i think they look great yeah they're really great. nice 
Um, so presumably we're getting some new rules for them for AOS too. And what's really nice, you get an alternate, um, uh, what's it called, more pit in the box as well, that I way more prefer this one than the standard one. Um, I, I don't know. Well, it's a different kind of thing because the more pot, the, um, the scenery piece. Um, and I, I really like it. I think it's a really cool scenery piece. But this, this looks ace as well. It reminds me of the Sarlacc pit from Star Wars. It does, doesn't it? Uh, and yeah, and then again, this is all coming in in the in the box with the with the warband tome as well. So, um, I think there's lots of ways you can get that board now. Obviously, we, you recently reviewed the starter box, didn't you, for Warcry? And I think I, I think it's a good shout. You don't necessarily need a load of scenery and the board for every Warcry box. If you can release at a lower price point, and again, that's the question mark on this one: how much it is. Um, if it's substantially cheaper than those big boxed sets with all the scenery in, then I think this will be a, a must-buy for me because I want the ogres for my uh, my ogre army, and the mm. empire guys are really cool too. Yeah, yeah, it's a really nice scenery piece. It's a great little box. Yeah. Um, so we get into the tail end of the of the preview now, and one of the running jokes on the Blood Bowl uh, community has been vampires. Where um, every every rumor engines vampires, every reveals vampires, and they've never happened until now. Uh, the the vampires are finally here for Blood Bowl, and they look really nice too. Very elegant, probably one of the most elegant uh, Blood Bowl teams. Nah, yeah. <laughs> <Get> the elves. <laughs> They, they look really nice though, don't they? Very, um, you know, uh, universal hammer horror, yeah. classic, you know, classic vampires. They've got lots of, 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 you know, cloaks and ruffled kind of clothes, and they just look really cool. Now they yeah. did mention that some of the rules have changed for these as well, which they've done in the past with a few of the the, the teams as well. Um, we need to start a new Blood Bowl league, guys. In a while, we so do, we do. I was only thinking before the preview. I fancy, uh, I fancy some Blood Bowl. I've got a almost two thirds painted ogre team. Nice. Anyone, anyone feeling the vampires? I, I'd love to paint up some vampires. But any of you guys tempted to uh, to go for these guys? They um, they look very cool. I don't think they're going to be the Blood Bowl team for me, but I I really like some of the miniatures in this in this team. They're fun, aren't they? Um, which really doesn't leave that many Blood Bowl teams left. We've not seen Chaos Dwarfs, we've not seen Camry, so you know, there's certainly a few more teams they can put out there. Um, mm. so yeah, really, really nice. We also saw a new starter set for um Underworlds come out. You know, it's been a week or two, so there must be a new starter <laughs> set for Underworlds on the way. Uh, I joke, but I, 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 I do think the release schedule's a little bit quick on these starter boxes. It's this looks quick. cool though. Yeah. This does look cool. So Death Gorge, uh, we've moved from Gur to some like frozen caverns, which is a cool new setting. Um, the warband in here, we've got the Eidneth Deepkin, who, I don't know, they look very similar to the last Eidneth Deepkin warband, but instead of a crab, they've got a squid. I mean, the squid looks um, amazing. I, I actually, yeah, I saw this Deepkin warband, and I was like, I really like these. I think they're better than the previous warband. Oh, um, yeah, I really like them. Got me yeah, looking they're... at the Deepkin again. They're not Kenoffy though, are they? They're not Kenoffy. However, there's a really creepy Slanesh warband in the box though. Yeah, this is really <laughs> weird, isn't it? I like this one because you obviously associate Slanesh with certain sort of pleasures and you know decadent style and that kind of thing. But these these are like almost like 
I don't know, like a Nurgle type, you know, like, like gluttonous, aren't they? Like, um, yeah, well, gl- gl- see, I guess gluttony is not a trait of Nurgle, is it? Gluttony no. is, 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 you know, yeah, sin it, that Slanesh would revel in. Yeah, and, and um, it, what's the name of the Slanesh character on the palace? Glutos of Scorlian. Yeah, yeah, that's what it, you know, it's very much in that sort of mind, isn't it? I mean, I mean, give me a massive fat demon in fishnets and leather boots, and <laughs> you know, I'm there. They, they are super creepy, though. I quite like the the character. I don't know if she's the leader of the war band, but one of her legs is a snake. Yeah, that's cool. That's my favorite mini out of the Sinesh ones. Yeah, there's some there's some really cool stuff here. So, have you? Um, yeah. Did you read the text underneath it on the Warcom article, Matt? So the Frysfold Discord are a trio of soul-seeking demons of Slanesh who absolutely despise each other. They're constantly feuding a source of irritation to any head knight unlucky enough to be involved with them. They've been punished for their endless squabbling by Shalesk, the vengeful allegiance, and must work together to recover 666 souls from the frozen deaths of the Death Gorge's penance. That's cool. That's cool. That's I, cool. I imagine that's going to play into their playstyle where they don't want to be standing next to each other because they hate no, each other. Absolutely. Yeah, that's fun. I'm looking forward to seeing this. Um, like I said, we've, we've, we've talked at length about the number of um, starter boxes that come out, but we played some uh, Underworlds the other week, didn't we, Dave? And had a great time. Oh, it was it was it was really good fun. Yeah, we uh, we tried out the new Skaven, and I also tried out the the Stormcast that came in the last starter box uh and i had a lot of fun i want to play some more underworlds I'd, i really want to get fairly good at it so i might be able to go to warhammer world and take part in one of their rivals clash <laughs> uh, tournaments i think that'd be really fun that's cool yeah so yeah i'm looking forward to this obviously can't be too far off so i'm sure we'll have some games of this on the horizon now, onto the penultimate reveal, and me and Jay, we both expected to see maybe a bigger teaser for the old world. Uh, again, we just saw a single model, sadly, but it is a beautiful model. Yeah, you cannot deny that. It is a very nice model. So, Lady Elise uh, Ducard, who is a um, elven a handmaiden of the Lady of the Lake, riding a unicorn. Because, <laughs> of course, and she is. Yes, I saw. I'm a, a, a few Facebook pages, and somebody was complaining that it's not very realistic that she's got a leg each side of the unicorn rather than two legs on one side. And somebody else commented that, of all the things about <laughs> someone riding a giant magical unicorn, how she was riding it was the uh, the unrealistic part. <laughs> Just made me laugh. But yeah, really, really nice model. Now I presume this is a resin model. In fact, it is a resin model. Yeah, um, and I think we're going to see a lot of that for the old world. Um, I, I think we will see plastic kits, and there has been some plastic kits that have leaked in certain in Facebook groups. I think the bulk of the stuff is going to be similar to the Horus Heresy, though, where we get nice character pieces to depict the characters that are in the the, the narrative that they're they're creating. I just want to paint up this model. I think it's a beautiful model, and I think it could be um, a decent golden demon entry as well yeah mm. yeah are you are you feeling the power of the unicorn days uh, i really like it it's a really really nice miniature um i'd be a bit daunted by the amount of white um if i was to go by the box art but there's no doubting she is a gorgeous model and i i really like the staff that she's got with um uh like the blue swirls at the top that's really nice and a little chalice yeah she's a lovely model 
Yeah, anyway, I, I, I will want now though. I'm sure Jay wants the same a date and some details of what's yeah, in this box. Come on, <laughs> hopefully, it's this year. Now, there is a possibility that what they do is release that box as maybe as an initial wave, and then later on into next year, they then release everything else. I'd like to think that if they release the, the, the rules and stuff a little bit early, that we get bases released at the same time. It's a tricky one, isn't it? Because obviously, they want to sell models, don't they? And it's it's time of that well. And obviously, there's a few things that have happened recently, like um, Legion's Imperialis being delayed. That might have thrown a spanner in the works. I'm still holding out hope that we get a launch box, November end of November. You know, the traditional launch box kind of release time, and then we see a main release maybe in the new year. I don't know. You're you're a little less optimistic, aren't you, Jay? I think you think it's probably going to be next year. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um... Um, yeah, I, I, I was expecting to see, like you say, the box at this event, and the fact that we didn't, I don't know whether that means that the box isn't as close as we hope it will be, um, but you never know, you never know, and you know, like you say, some some releases have snuck up on us in the past, uh, and it might be the case that that happens again here. And let's not uh, forget the Horus Heresy, even though we'd seen the content for over a year, I think it was only six weeks out from a release that we actually saw the box. Yeah. So that so, still gives us time for a for end of year release, even if we saw it, you know, revealed even into release October. Release it already, release it. <laughs> even some rules, then we can just start playing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm super excited, and um, I think you said earlier in the show that you're going to be painting some uh, old world next. Yeah, I've got I've got a load of the old metal dwarfs here ready to uh, ready to go. So once the uh, once the uh, blood angels are out the way uh it, it, it's it's on to them i think try and get them ready for whenever this thing comes out <laughs> yeah well we, we've got one more reveal to talk about and we knew there was a new primark coming and there was heavy discussion in the spruce and bruise whatsapp <laughs> uh was it was it jigatai khan on his jet bike was it a new model for dawn was it lorgar ascended I don't think any of us ever dreamt that the model that they showed off would be coming. No. I think we mentioned it briefly, but we're like, ah, oh, no, that'll come when they make a plastic one. Well, this was but, it, wasn't mm. it? It's like, it's like all the all the the, the, the Magnus and Motarian. Uh, now, recently, what was he? Um, What's his name? Angry Bron. Bron. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did not see this coming at all. Well, the the the, the mystery Primark is none other by the Phoenician himself. Fulgrim in his giant flying sex snake form. Oh, man. It's I mean, d- 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 Jay, Jay, you, you, you're a staunch loyalist, but you, your head was turned by Mr. Fulgrim, wasn't it? The, the thing of this model, and this is always a sign of a good model in my view, is every time you look at it, you see something else on the model. And there's that much detail. I mean, it's a resin kit. And at first I thought, oh, it's, it's just a very, very similar to Marathi. And then you look again, oh, actually, all oh, that sort of jewellery on him is very, very... And then you look at, oh, my gosh, look at those, like, flayed faces on his cloak. It's it's it, an exquisite model. And it, it, it's really done full grim justice, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. I can't wait to see, because I'm expecting, Matt, that you're going to be getting this model... Oh, as soon as this out. is on pre-order, yeah, because exactly. my, yeah. my my empress children have been on the verge of completion, aren't they? But they needed just a little je ne sais quoi to finish the <laughs> army. And yeah, though there's a little voice in the back of my mind that has already built like nine Slanesh chariots, 
and the resin Keeper of Secrets, which I think had 109 individual spikes to attach to her. As I'm looking at this model and thinking, yeah, that's going to be fun to build. It looks like it's going to be a bit of a a journey building him, but (sighs) yeah. I don't think I can build this one on the stream because the sky will be blue, I suspect. (laughs) I just, this was like, I couldn't believe we're getting a demon full game because it, 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 the sort of like consequences of this being released means that there's no precedent for this. I mean, we were, we were often saying, well, you know, Logan's got rules. He released Horus Ascended. He's got rules. It's got to be something that's got rules. They never released something that doesn't have rules. Poof, look at this. doesn't have rules. <laughs> and it's out. So what's coming next? <laughs> yeah. Well, this is it. This, it this could be this, anything. This takes the precedent kicks it over, transforms into a demon, sets fire to it, and then yeah. stalks the land with it. It's just like, you know, the Emperor could be coming out next Tuesday at this right now. I mean, yeah, but this is it. I mean, going through the list of Primarchs, Fulgrim would have been top of my list of who wouldn't be getting a model because I'm thinking, well, they do the plastic demon Primarchs. You've got Angron, Mortarion, Magnus. You know, I can see at some point there being a story art with Empress Children in the 40k setting and, and a demon Ful- Fulgrim model coming out with that wave of Slaanesh-inspired Space Marines. Ah, oh, that's going to be years away. That's down the line. They're not going to release a resin demon Fulgrim now, are they, when they've got plastic demon Primarchs everywhere? No, they are apparently. <laughs> Well, this, this also leaves the door open for the next campaign book being Siege of Terror. You know, we, we suspected that had happened. It's all been kind of like gearing up for it, hasn't it? I and mean, the, 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 um, the Chthonia book, that actually finishes after the heresy ends. There was, I mean, the, the timeline just falls on it. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's great that they're fleshing out the Horus Heresy with these different conflicts and combats. And the Siege of Cophonia is a really, really cool setting, to be fair. But, you know, there were millions of worlds where battles were being fought on. And, you know, but there's only one terror. There's only, you know, there's that much story and, 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 and atmosphere and, you know, narrative that you can build in the Siege of Terror. There, there were so many battles on during the sea, you know, the battle for Saturnine Wall, the, mm-hmm. the, when, when the retaking of the Lion Space, but there's tons of it. You can set a massive, you know, multiple campaign books on the Siege of Terror. And then that lets you really then, I mean, go to town on these sort of, you know, dawn fighting demon Fulgrim on the Saturnine Wall. Yeah. You know, culminate, culminates in that. But there's still scope on the Siege of Terror to have all those little battles as well, you know, that, you know, these big important characters weren't there. To me, it it seems like you've got this incredible setting. You've got this incredible um, sort of like um, uh, climax to the to the whole Horus Heresy. Write some missions. Write some campaigns about that bit. (laughs) Come on. Well, I mean, I I suspect we're going to get a book army with the rules for the four demon primarchs. Surely, yeah. Uh, If they do do a Siege of Terror supplement book. There's a lot of characters that can have second revision. You've talked about Sanguinius and Dawn getting new revised rules to represent them at that point in the conflict. Yeah, They could do that for a lot of these. And it, it, There is a downside to this model coming out, and that's that there's been lots of rumours that, you know, Empress Children are just around the corner. I suspect this means that they are a very long way off for 40k. It even says in the article, doesn't it, um, Fulgrim transfer will be fully playable in games of Warhammer the Horus Heresy with little stars next to it. And at the bottom of the article, it says, Let's rip the plaster off now. No, this model won't be getting rules for Warhammer 40k. 
So yeah, that the 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 the, the Empress children are probably. I've I've always said they're the kind of army that'd be in a launch box, mm. like you know, eleventh, twelfth edition. So mm. no time soon, unfortunately. But for me, ah, oh, I mean, always the scariest thing in my Empress children army was their uh, Eidolon and his uh, initiative striking hammer. Look at this guy. He's like <laughs> half snake, half flying I thing. Mean, He's got four arms. I, I, <laughs> he's going to be terrifying. He is going to be terrifying. I mean, there's no other rules. for. I mean, you've got Commander, haven't you? He's probably the closest sort of... Yeah. We haven't got... I mean, even Horus Ascended, he's on another level. But there's no Demon Angron yet. There's no Demon Mortarion yet. You know, he's the first Demon Primarch model and rules that we're going to see in the Horus House. It's going to be really interesting to see what kind of stat line, what kind of... I mean, I, I expect he's going to be on a similar power level to Horus Ascended. Well, this is it. Do they point him at a thousand points that are going to only be using those massive games? I, I, I suspect that's that's going to be the case. Uh, well, I, I, I hope so. I hope so, because, you know, the Horus Heresy, everything, it doesn't have to be perfectly balanced. It, it's, it's a setting that you're playing games in, and, you know, I, I can't wait to send Loyalist Forces against this guy, even though most likely the Loyalist Forces are going to get decimated. It's just going to look so good on the battlefield. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm worried about transporting this guy, though. Oh, God, it looks like a nightmare. The, the wings look the same size as the rest of him. The wings are bigger than the rest of him. I, I think we're going to see this model used a lot in 40k as well to represent demon princes and and things like this yeah. i think it's just such a nice model um i think we'll even see it used in games of age of sigma myself yeah i i yeah. can see a lot of conversions being based on this but they've they've um it, it i mean it has to be one of the the best primark sculpts i just think it's it's incredible i mean the detail on the face all the proportions and the paint job is just stunning. The paint job is absolutely stunning. And um, I love the metal. I think it's non-metallic, but the metallic purple armor they've done. Yeah, I mean, I, I so wanted to see a new dawn. I really did. And I, I mean, I was, it was coming on. I was thinking, oh, that's the horror series reveal. Where, what, when's it coming? Come on, where's the primal? Where? You've known I wanted. I'm not disappointed in the slightest that it's Demon Fulgrim because it, to me, this was a reveal of the of the of the show. Yeah, it's just, oh, I just need it in my life. It's going to be expensive. I mean, I reckon 200 quid minimum. It's going to be Cabanda's expensive, yeah. isn't it, I think? Um, and, um, I mean, like you say, from a, I mean, it's not a model I pick up, it's not a model I use, but I am interested to see how the rules are going to be presented. I suspect at first we'll just get a PDF like we did for, for, mm. for um, what's his face, the Bane of the Ninth Bloodline. Um, but yeah, hopefully not too far down the line, although I suspect it won't be this year, um, we get a new campaign supplement with the rules in. I mean, he he transcended, I think, in, before he got to Terror. I think it was the um, Angel Exterminatus. Angel Exterminatus, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, there could be a, um, a campaign book set, you know, elsewhere in the galaxy, I suppose, to sort of represent him reaching this form. Um, I don't know. Um, I just, I, I really just want to um, play through a, a Saturnine Wall mission now. Yeah, That's all uh, I one, want. one nice thing that I re- on, re- follow um, Graham McNeil on Twitter or X, whatever it's called these days, uh, and he said that this model just looks exactly like he imagined Fulgrim to be when he was writing that book. Oh, excellent! Yeah. yeah. Oh well, that, that's cool, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I just nothing else to say on it really. Just ten out of ten. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that, that leads us nicely onto our top three, doesn't it, Dave? Absolutely does. What a point to finish on. Um, so they were all of, the, all of the reveals, but which ones were our favourites? We'll find out next. Okay, so it's that time of the podcast where we find out what our top three reveals were from the Nova Open and what a difficult choice this was for all of us. Um, who shall we pick on first? You know what, actually? I'm going to go first um, because, yeah, I, I've got a feeling your two might be quite similar and um, you'll have a lot to say about heresy. So, right, let's go with me. So my third choice is probably a bit of a, a left field one, really. It was, it, I mean, I'm gonna, I've said it like multiple times. This was super hard. And I'm even now, as I'm about to say them, I don't even know if this is the right order. However, my third choice is the Weird Boys for the Iron Jaws. Um, I really like those. I really like the masks that they're wearing. Um, those weapons, I mean, I can't wait to see what rules these guys have got because they look like they're just going to scream forward, fling those flails around and batter everything. Probably not be able to take much of a hit, but who cares when you're absolutely smashing face? Cannot wait to get my hands on these. Um, they were probably my favourite Oryx from the from this particular reveal. If if who cares when you're smashing face isn't the <laughs> podcast name, I'll be disappointed. <laughs> my um, second choice uh, is going to have to be yeah, I'm definitely going for this for my second choice. It's got to be, and I can't pronounce it. You pronounced it really well, Matt. The new top heavy dreadnought, the Doridio, 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 something like that. Yeah, I just I meant that's meant to sound the like Dorito dreadnought. The Doritos dreadnought, that's what I want to call it. And um, I realize, I mean, like Jay said, I've seen this in resin plenty of times, but seeing it in plastic on Warcom and then the video of it, I will absolutely be adding um, one of these to my word bearers at some point. You're tempted um, by this box then, Dave. I am. I am really tempted by this box. Um I really want to I really want to see what those tactical marines look like in my word bearers red. I think they might look quite nice. Um let's finish off with my top choice. Uh it's got to be the new Smash Captain for the Primaris War well, for the Space Marines. Um out of all the character models that we saw and all the new Space Marine stuff that we saw, that which was all very cool, he was my favourite model. Um, and I can't wait to pick him up uh, and try and decide what I'm going to give him. And he, I think he's going to be leading a, a crusade of Raven Guard in the near future. Um, so that's going to be really, really exciting. I mean, you can also use the the scouts are quite a thematic Raven Guard option as well, aren't they? They, they, they are. Well, they're in fact, actually all painted. these releases look good as Raven Guard, don't they? They do, yeah. yeah, yeah. They do. That's a funny thing, that. Maybe that's what's uh, tempting yeah. me down that route. Um, let's go over to Jay next. What was your top three, Jay? So it's interesting, Dave, because my top three is quite similar. Well, a little bit similar to yours, a little bit similar. So I also really like the Weird Brute Wreckers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought these are really, really cool. I like how they've um, expanded the Iron Jaws because you're right. You know, they were an early Age of Sigmar army, but they've got an iconic style. I think, and um, it's nice to see because they could have lent into the Cruel Boys a bit, couldn't they? But yeah. I think these just have that sort of a tiny little bit of the Savage or- Uruk in them. Yeah, but they're still Iron Jaws. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I really like these, and um, I mean. <sighs> I think it, also what's really, really cool about generally this sort of 
reveals for the for the uh, the Iron Jaws is the fact that you're getting that battle tome supplement as well. I thought mm. that was a really really interesting sort of um, piece of information because obviously there's there's lots of um, uh, battle tomes. You know, straight away I thought Lumineph. You know, some other temples for the Lumineph. You know, you don't need a, a fourth Lumineph battle tome. You could release a battle tome supplement with like the yeah. Water, water and you know tome. what? We've potentially got another couple of Dawnbringer books. If it is the end of edition arc, we've probably got another couple to go through. Another two or three maybe, and mm. that does leave the door open for this kind of size release outside of the Codex release cycle. For other armies, like you mentioned, Kenothi, you could yeah. potentially get a Kenothi wave here. Yeah, mm. because I mean, we, we you know, we, uh, I imagine Age of Sigmar Fourth Edition's a bit of a way out yet. And I mean, what what battle tomes have we got left? Is it Flesh Eater Courts? Just, just the Flesh Eater Courts. Yes, yeah, so, probably next summer is the Fourth Edition. Probably. So you know, I, it'd be interesting to see them uh, release a few battle tome supplements in that time period. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows? And 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 I think I think that was like a theme of this. Of this uh, review, this preview um, it was basically like you know they've ripped the precedent rulebook up, really, haven't they? Mm. Yeah. You know, he knows. What... Next preview, I don't think we can go by any previous show before. It could, you know, plastic warhound titan forty k scale. Why yeah. not? <laughs> Comes out tomorrow. Um, my second uh, choice was onto the space marine reveals, like yourself, Dave. Uh, and I did like the um, assault marines. They are, you know, pretty much everything I wanted to see from uh, the Primaris Jump Infantry. Um, but I have to give it to the new command squad. Um, mm. I just think they're so characterful. Um, and I, I think they're such a really, really good sort of upgrade for or replacement for the old um, Trueborn, Firstborn. Um, Space Marine Command Squad, you know, the standard bearer, the champion, uh, the captain, even in that pose, is quite similar to the um, original sort of multi-build Space Marine captain you could get. But then you've got the extras in there. That that guy with the bionic arm, I think mm. he's a really, really cool model. Yeah. So the, the Space Marine sort of company heroes, they get, they get my um, second pick. But then, yeah, it's probably no surprise that my number one choice is Demon Fulgrim. Um, for a whole, I mean, the model itself is is absolutely incredible I, you know one of the best horror associate models you know skulls i've seen myself uh the paint job on it is phenomenal um i i, I can't wait to get like a, a proper 360 spin of it or to see it in the flesh so you can have a proper like you know look at all those details and and, and there'll probably be more surprises when you see it for real um but also what it means for the horror associate game you know we, we talked before about uh, potential future campaigns um uh, new ways of uh, new rules and things demon primark rules um and then what it just means in terms of future releases so i think we've got like the horus heresy releases for the rest of the year pretty well mapped out based on what we saw at warhammer fest but then going into 2024 it's really exciting i think now all bets are off really aren't they i mean we've still got the mystery army come in which let's face it, of course, yeah, completely yeah. But yeah, between now and the end of the year, there's a whole new army coming out of the heresy. So mm. not even to mention, like you say, next year. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. That just leaves you, Matt. What 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 got your sort of what were your picks? Well, uh if I'm a number three choice, I'm gonna have to pick the lady Elise Duchard. Um, just because she's a beautiful model, I think just to paint up, even I'll probably end up doing a Bretonian army, but even to paint up, I think this is a really nice uh, one to push your the hobby skills. Like you see, there's lots of white on there, which is a tough mm. color to paint. There's lots of pale colors on her in the fold, in the in the in the cloth. So I think this would be a really nice kind of like 
model to try and practice your hobby skills on. Just mm. really, and I don't know. It's just again something iconic about it. It's really, really cool. My second choice is going to be Trog because you know he's the king of <laughs> Trogs, and he's got like a Seraphon like gate or something on the top of him. Which yeah, is it does look like that, doesn't it? Yeah. Also, if you, if you look really closely, there's a little creature just riding on the top of his um, tusks on his horns. <laughs> a, a creature we've not seen before. It's like some kind of like mutant rabbit thing, mm. which is awesome. So yeah, he's going to be number two, but number one, same as Jay, is Fulgrim. It's that's I think that is one of the best models that GW or Forge World have put out for ages. Yeah. It's going to be an absolute pain to build, and I will be swearing and my hands will be bloody. But Slanesh will be happy by the end of it <laughs> for me suffering through the torture of building Fulgrim. And then I can relax, sit back and look at him and go, oh, isn't he gorgeous? Yeah, and then <laughs> batter all the loyalist forces with him. Stupid, yeah. sexy Fulgrim. Excellent. Well, they were our choices from the reveals from the Nova Open. It's time to end this podcast with the community choices and they are coming up next. So it is time for the final part of this week's podcast. It's time to read out the community top three choices. I'm going to start over on Facebook. Christine has gone for the new Underworlds box, King Trug, and the new Primaris Smash Captain. Jack Harkness has gone for the Jump Marines, the Scouts, and the Company Heroes, all Space Marines for Jack. Alan has also gone for Trug, the Trogoff King. The plastic Duradio slash battle group box for Heresy and Clonk. Forget about the other Auric that he's with, <laughs> just, just Clonk. Andy has gone for Zogrog, Anvil Smasher, and Clonk. The Yard Boys and all the other Aurochs. And finally, Simon has gone for the Wild Corpse Hunters, the Iron Jaws, and the new Mark III Horus Heresy Marines. What do we have on X, Matt? On X, you threw me then. Uh, so, <laughs> Wargamers Retreat says the Mark III armor, the Slanesh Underworld Gang, and Fulgrim. Pete Allison says the Vampire Bubble Team, the new Age of Darkness box set, and the Fighting Squid. I mean, it's all that squid. <laughs> and Jem Deducci says while everything was gorgeous, great sculpts, great dynamic posters, none of it was any. None of it was for armies I collect or game systems I play, so I won't be buying any of it. And he also said he went to his local Warhammer store to order the Inquisition agents. Uh, it was processed and paid for, but two weeks later, I guess I had an email saying it's been cancelled. So that is a shame. Yeah. I think they have had some issues with with the warehouse move and stuff as well. So hopefully they get that ironed out. But that is a little bit of a shame if. Um, Obviously, you've pre-ordered something that's been cancelled. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jay, what do we have over on Discord? Quite a lot on Discord. Um, so, the Chicken Ben, number three, the Underworld Octopus. These sort of Underworld and Warband sort of critters, they always get a lot of love, don't they? Like the crab and things like that. Mm. Uh, there was the monkey with the knife, wasn't there? Oh, there was. quite popular. Um, Lady Alyssa Ducard. The, uh, that's the Bretonian uh, damsel on the uh, unicorn. And then the Iron Jaws Hard Boys got the Chaos Warrior glow up, and the records look amazing. Yeah. Um, John Lee, uh, the new Mark III Space Marines, the Assault Primaris Marines, and the Terminator Chaplain. Yeah, that Terminator Chaplain, especially with that shield, very, very cool model. Yeah, very cool. Um, Go for Thunder, 
Fulgrim at number three. Really? Fulgrim at number three? Oh, hang on. Hang on. This is a weird one because number three, four, five. So maybe Gilfafender has some other other picks here. But at number three, we've got the Fulgrim. Uh, then we've also got the um, Legion's Battle Group. So this is the Mark III Marines, the Dreadnought, the Land Raider, and then the new Terminators. Uh, oh, here we are. Did the same number. This supposed to be three, two, one from the top. <laughs> I should read the messages first, shall I, before I was... <laughs> There we go. Um, Brian has got the Brute Ragers at number three, the Weird Brute Wreckers at number two, and then the Hard Boys at number one. Uh, Chris K, the New Scouts, uh, the Jump Pack Intercessors, and Fulgrim. He doesn't play Horus Heavily or Chaos, but what an incredible centerpiece model. Yeah, I yeah, agree. I'm, I'm the same. Um, Anonymous Rex, the Jump Pack Intercessors, the Ard Boys, and the Brute Rages look amazing. And I swear they've looted some Wyvern Hunting Monster Hunter for the Great Sword the leaders are carrying. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stuart Jaggers, a third place Fulgrim. Uh, second place, the Bretonian Damsel. Great sculpt, really dynamic pose. Uh, dramatic pose, sorry. And first place, the one Warhammer Underworld Death Gorge. The Gnarl World never really appealed to me as a setting, and I'm a sucker for an ice theme. Nice. Uh, Alazana. Uh, oh, no, sorry, Alazana. Somewhere down here. Nope, there's lots of... So this is it. The, 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 we go on the Discord, we post the top threes, and then it triggers a lot of conversations about the top threes, which is great. <laughs> but not very good yeah, if you read it down. Um, JD Lee, the new command squad, uh, the jump pack incestors, and the jump pack captain. Uh, Nuge Vader, 13, uh, jump pack incestors. The jump pack uh, space marines are, are very popular, it seems. The yeah, Terminator Chaplain and Fulgrim at number one. Uh, gaming musician, jump pack incestors again, the scouts, and the jump pack captain. I think the space marines are getting it, I think. I think they're the most popular reveal here. Um, More so than Fulgrim, I'm shocked. Yeah, I mean, there is a lot of love for Fulgrim here. Um, but yeah, the, the Space Marines, especially those Jump Pack uh, Marines, they seem to be very popular. Uh, Karakhan, 1534. Uh, Space Marine Codex at number one. Uh, number two, the Iron Jaws Berserkers. I hope they are similar size to use as aberrant kit bashes. What are the aberrants? Oh, they're Gene Steeler Cults. Gene Cults, yeah. yeah. Uh, and number three, the Jump Pack Captain. Uh, I like that he's continuing the trend of multi-weapon characters. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm a big fan of this. I think one of the first models he started doing it again with was the Canon S for the sisters, and I'm glad they've continued. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Chris S., the Fae Enchantress, the Warcry Ogres, and the uh, Deridio Dreadnought. Uh, here we are, Elizana. I knew they had a top three in here somewhere. Uh, number three is the Ard Boys. Uh, which I might get at some point just to paint up. Number two, um, the Bretonian Damsel again. Although it's resin, um, looks a lot less fragile um, than his number one choice, which, you guessed it, is Fulgrim. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, yeah. the, the Red Butcher. Uh, we have the Enchantress, uh, Trug, 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 and then Fulgrim. Nice. Yeah, I mean, it was it was really hard to pin them down. I, I, I almost gave a shout-out to the um, the Iden F. Deepkin Warband uh, as well as as well as Trug, it was it was a hard a hard top three to try and you know what? Down. I, I don't think there was a bad reveal, was there? No, I don't think there was anything I didn't like. No, I uh, I was a bit. I, I thought we may see more for the Space Marines. I'll be honest, I did like what we saw, um, but I think I think maybe my excitement was sort of blunted a bit because I've already seen new Terminators. I'd already seen new Sternguard. And mm. I've just seen them again, really. Yeah, um, that's one of the downsides for them having the push fit kit in the launch box and then the multi-part kit later because uh, you're basically losing out on another kit, aren't you? 
Yeah, I, no. I, I think that's what yeah dampened my sort of enthusiasm for them. But um, they are great. Yeah, absolutely. Begs the question though, Matt, what is the next podcast top three? Well, we're going for a slightly different angle for the next one. We were talking about achievements in the uh, the Tyranids book, and I'm going to know your top three personal hobby achievements. So what things have you done that you're personally proud of? Excellent. So we'll put out a tweet. Well, it's not a tweet anymore, whatever they call it, uh, and a Facebook post as well as a shout out on our Discord uh, when we're ready for your top threes, uh, which will be a few days before our next podcast is recorded. Um, and you'll be able to get your choices entered and we'll read as many of them out on the show as we can. Um, but that, unfortunately, gentlemen, brings us to the end of this week's podcast. Boom. Um, it's been a good one. Yeah, it's been yeah, a good show, been hasn't good. it? Yeah, I've, I've, the hobby juices are flowing. I, I want to bite paint some toy soldiers. Yeah, absolutely. I've got a few things to to get done after this podcast so uh, better get straight on it um yeah thanks guys we'll be back again very soon until then have a great time hobbying bye bye, bye.